Hey everybody, it's Zach. We have another great episode of the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast for you today. It's all about four things that you should not do in this new year. Everybody else is making resolutions. We're telling you things to not commit to. You have permission to say no to these four things. This episode is brought to you by Grow Curriculum. If you're a healthy minister, you know that healthy things grow and healthy ministers have healthy ministries. So if you want the strategy and curriculum pack that will dynamically change your youth ministry this year, you've got to check out Grow. Visit youthministrybooster.com, hit the curriculum tab where you can learn all about it. Everybody, welcome to Youth Ministry Booster Podcast 2018. It's so good to have you all listening with us. We, of course, are the team from Youth Ministry Booster, hanging out with you all in your earbuds in this brand new year. Maybe your new resolution was to pick up listening to more podcasts. Thanks for checking out us, Youth Ministry Booster, of course, the professional learning community and mastermind network for youth ministers that are working to get healthy and be about the good hard work of youth ministry. So if you've been in youth ministry either a year or 19 years, we'd love for you to check it out. There are people in that community that are setting goals, keeping resolutions, and getting things done. But before we hear about them, I am joined by two of my favorite people in the whole world, Chad Higgins and Kristen Lascola. And I just have one question for you all. New year, do you guys have any new resolutions, things you're committed to do, goals you've set for yourself or uh, your ministry? You know, continue to make some weight loss goals, you know, um, as per usual each year. I think uh, cumulative over the last, you know, 10 years, I think I've uh, committed to losing uh, probably about 1,500 pounds. And so, yeah, yeah, it's been pretty nice. Uh, That's amazing. I think I've I've put on 20. (laughs) So, you know, I haven't quite reached the goal yet, but we're we're still working on it. But the bar is so high, right? That's what's so great is that the higher the bar is, the more excellence you could achieve. That's good. (laughs) You know what? I set a New Year's resolution almost every year. And this year, during New Year's, I had the flu. I got the flu right after Christmas, all the way. I'm still, I mean, you could probably hear it in my voice. I'm still fighting a little something. And you know what? Being sick removes all motivation to think of anything (laughs) outside of just existing and hoping to make it through the day. So I feel kind of like a loser because I did not set one goal except to exist because I feel like I'm going to die every day. Literally get healthy. Yeah, that's great. That's great. (laughs) Well, Kristen, we're glad you're you're here and you are healthy. Hey, let's, whoa, whoa, let's not speak too early here. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not call it before June. Okay, great. (laughs) Solid, solid. Well, that's, that's really exciting as you guys have, you know, set really high goals. Uh, (laughs) Anybody have anything they want to share about maybe the things they've already accomplished in 2018? I feel like, you know, we're only a few days in, but yeah, 2018, I'm super, super stoked about all right, so we've I've got some some big news about 2018. Okay, okay. 2018 year of the first Higgins baby. All right, Woo! It's, it's coming. So we we know the gender. It's going to be a little girl. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Malia will be her name. So she oh, is coming precious. 2018, June of 2018. Okay. So right in time, right in time for summer camp. That's great. I'll go ahead and sign her up. That's awesome. <laughs> I, when we found out it was June, the very first thing Martha said to me was, "You cannot book any speaking engagements for the month of June." <laughs> 
And I was like, ah, that's summer camp season. She was like, you will be here all of the month of June. And I said, all right, deal. At my church. But if you'd like a speaker in July, <laughs> Chad Higgins. <laughs> yes. This is, of course, the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast. We're talking about things that are related to encouraging youth ministers that might need a boost, whether it's a question, a wonder, a worry. We are here to be an encouragement for you. And I think the question relates to this topic of the new year, right, team? Like, we have so many friends that this is the year they are committed to do something new or big or different. But maybe let's ask it the other way. Kristen, Chad, what should we not be worried about so much in the first of this brand new year? I, th- I think that that's a great question. I think there's multiple ways that we can uh, t- can go about that, right? Can begin to to break that down. And, you know, as um, part of what we want to do here is talk about those healthy practices. And so, uh, Kristen, I'm going to, I'm going to point to you and what you've kind of brought to the table today in this area first. Um, and so what are you thinking about? What is one thing that you think we don't need to do in 2018 to have a more healthy and successful student ministry? I think one of the big temptations, um, for like, I'm, I'm all for goal setting. So I'm not one of those people that says, don't set a new year's resolution. You're not going to keep it anyways. You know, I am not one of those people. I set goals weekly, daily, monthly, you know, I'm a goal setter for sure. Well, when I don't have the flu, I am a goal setter, but I think the big temptation in the new year is to, um, look at, look at the idea of more and thinking Mm. more is better. Mm. And, um, I think, Instead of looking at what can I add, what can what do, what else, what more, what what needs to be added here, I think instead looking at um, what you already do, what you're already doing well, and then looking for ways to make that even better. And those, and I'm I'm talking even on a pretty you know simplistic level. So I already communicate to parents every week. I communicate to parents. Well, how can I improve that system? How can I do that better? How can I make my emails more readable? How can I make them more concise or add in some humor for parents or a resource for parents? I'm already using students um, up on stage to do different things. How can I use them um, in more creative ways and more life-giving ways and more influential ways. How can I give more responsibility to them? So it might be things I'm already doing, but Andy Stanley has this great tagline of new, improved, and improving. And it's the idea of looking at your systems that are already in place and saying, how can I improve what I'm already doing? So we're on a forward motion. Now we're not adding a bunch of new work and new programs and, oh, now we offer a tutoring service after school. You know, we're not adding all these big things that are going to require manpower and all this stuff, but that requires... Um, just slight adjustments with big payoffs. And it's easier than adding something new because um, it already exists. It just might need to be better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think one of the the easy traps to fall into is constantly just building more and more, right? Adding more and more things that we do. And we, we do this thing on Wednesday night and this thing on Sunday night and this thing on Sunday morning. And we do this camp and retreat and, and festival and, you know, whatever. And we continue to add, add, add. Yeah. But what happens a lot of times in that is we do all of those 
at that like good level, yeah, if that makes yeah. sense, if we're going to be generous and we do none of those great. Mm-hmm. And, and what happens if, if you'll start looking at time almost like currency with your people, yeah. right? And understand that your people, they only have so much time, right? And I think it's the, the misconception that if we just offered more things, we'd get more people, more things to them. But a lot of times we can, you know, um, become more simplistic and offer a fewer things and do them really, really, really well, right? And so then you're not even – you're not fighting yourself amongst your your own activities, right? Because your people in a given week may, may go, man, we can really only make one thing, right? Yeah. And, and, and we'll offer all of these things through the week. And we may have – if we look across the board – you may have a hundred students. Let's just throw out that number. You have a hundred students, but you've got like four different things and you've really only got 25, right? right coming right, to right. each of those instead of really like um, focusing, making something really, really great. One of the things that we talk about um, a few episodes back, if, if you'll pull up Zach and myself walked through a youth ministry roadmap. Yeah. And one of the one of the areas that we talk about in there is development. And what we're talking about is specifically in that area of development. It's already been built and we're looking at how do we evaluate it? Um, how do we look at how do we continue to add structure, purpose, all of those kind of things uh, inside of that event or that next thing that you're doing. And so I, I think that that's a great word, Kristen, of really trying to like develop these things, not just adding more, but fine tuning what we have and making it even better. So for you, Zach, what is, what's something that you would say um, is a real practical thing that in your ministry you go, man, we need to develop this more. Yeah, so I just want to echo what Kristen said and Chad, uh, what you related it to, and that youth ministers are often the masters of mediocrity, <laughs> that we have so much stuff going on, and we're proud of all the much stuff that we have going on. But the more and more that I have been learning from our friends uh, on the other side of Booster is that those that seem to find growth and health are surprisingly doing less and less. And so I think for me, the big challenge from last year, my practical learning is this. um, I stopped teaching because of the way that we remodeled what we were doing twice a week and teaching the one thing twice. And so we had kind of this remodel from high school and middle school. So instead of having two lessons each week, I now have one great lesson (laughs) that I'm trying to teach twice at a high school and middle school level. And I think the thing that relates to that this year is the way in which I meet with my leaders. And so instead of trying to have this team's meeting and this team's meeting, maybe have like a day a month where we have meeting day and just make that the meeting. So instead of leaders literally emailing back saying things like, now which team is this meeting again? (laughs) We're actually meeting on meeting day and finding ways in which, okay, we're going to work on this and now we're going to move to that. And sometimes there's some carryover between leaders. I just feel like we're always moving from like, this team is meeting and oh yeah, four of you are also on this team, which meets next week. And it just feels like these things like end up dominoing into, well, we're meeting every week and I'm not really sure what this meeting is. It's different than that one. And it feels like I saw all of you yesterday. What are we even doing? And so I think in some of those like communication leadership structures, both simplifying what we're doing and then clarifying like what we're actually trying to do. Again, new somehow in ministry world means more. I think the thing that I want to offer and encourage 
encourage and compliment you all saying is that you only get to do new if you did one less of the old. (laughs) And so either let new be your improve or new be new, truly new instead of just more. Like if your new thing is to add one more retreat this spring because you love having a fall retreat, winter retreat, why not have a spring retreat before summer camp? (laughs) Dear friend, I love you, but you need help. Stop doing it to yourself. It's it's the same thing that I talked to Karen. So Karen, my wife Karen is, a, is an English teacher, and she has seasons where she has lots of grading. And, and there are moments where I try to be as loving and make the tea and coffee as I can for her. But I often look at her and I say, well, you, you did this to yourself. Like, you assigned these papers. You assigned these papers. No, it, it's a hot button thing. I'm probably getting comments about it right now. But, it, it's, it's, but some, some of the grading could be simplified. Maybe that could be instead of a long form essay, a shorter essay, or maybe that multiple choice could be assigned to a Scantron. I just, there's got to be things that we're doing that like does everything that we do exist at a high enough or the highest level of its version. And if it doesn't, let's work on that. I just do not, do not this new year add more because you felt like you had a little bit of time to do so. I'd like to speak to Karen right now that's probably listening. Um, Zach really does love you and everything that he just talked about on the podcast. Um, it's just an example. You're doing fantastic. He loves you. I'm always a fan. So that's just All right, good to know. tidbit. <laughs> All right. So, so other, than, other than new being improved and, and, and not adding more, what's something else that we should not do this year? So he, here's one that, that I would throw out there that I think is really, really important. And and I think that this one is one of those that um, we'll all say it, but if we're not careful, it will continue to creep in. I think it's really important that we set off with the intention to not compare ourselves with others this year. Like, I think that that's a really healthy thing for us as youth ministers not to focus on. I think it's so easy um, that that little jealousy bug will, like, creep in and we see the person down the road with the larger student ministry or the larger budget or um, whatever that they get to do that we go, oh, if it was just like that here and all of those kind of things. And I think it's real easy when we do that, um, that it makes us unfocused, it makes us unhealthy. Uh, and it takes our focus off of what's important for our ministry, right? When we start looking at others' ministry, we stop looking at our own. Yeah. And and I think it's really important for, for our own health um, that that we celebrate that. I, I, I don't know any other way to overcome the jealousy bug than to truly start to be thankful for what God's doing down the street. Um, and, and start to develop that in our heart of realizing, like, we are truly on the same team, right? Like, we are are trying to make a kingdom impact. And if we believe that, right, then that should change the way that we view jealousy and all those kind of things. And and so I would come back to the fa- the, the true fact that when we start to feel that jealousy is because we truly aren't believing and we're not living into the idea that we are on kingdom team together. Mm. And, and so I, I think that, um, I think that that's a really important thing for us all to remember mm. um, this year in 2018. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Uh, comparison is the thief of joy. It's also the thief of progress. (laughs) 
<laughs> because mm -hmm. if yeah. you are just watching what everybody else is doing and copying it, you're never going to discover what was true, good, and best about what you're doing right now. There's something about your church and your ministry that's awesome and excellent and great. And that doesn't happen by just pining for what someone else is doing. What you love about somebody else, they probably discovered about themselves. Don't be jealous of what they're doing. Be jealous that they discovered it before you did. And that only happens if you have enough space, enough uh, margin or bandwidth to discover uh, and reflect and have introspection for what, what are we even doing and what are we doing well. I, I, again, I, I cannot stress enough to, to our friends that are listening, the things that you find that you're doing great, if you emphasize those, you will find that you're doing even better. I, I just, there is so much that we're trying to always add in and compensate for and cover all our bases. Figure out what the thing is that you love the most, your students and your leaders are passionate about the most, and pursue that wholeheartedly. If that is your midweek gathering, if that is your home groups, if that's your heart for service and missions, like those exist for a reason. Have the courage and the clarity to chase after those things instead of trying to drag everything else in because you feel like you're missing something. Here's the deal. You're always going to be missing something. You're always going to have a two to 20% edge that you feel like you're not covering. But if you can do the thing that you feel called, equipped, and passionate about too, because your people are called and equipped and a passion about it, you are going to have your joy restored. And this year is going to be exciting for all the things that you love doing. So don't try to find something new that you could like discover what you already love. Yeah. And I think one of those things is, you know, kind of to, to tie together what you're both saying is jealousy can kind of dissipate when we are able to lean into our own strengths. You know, when you feel like you're playing your a game, whatever yours is, you know, God has called you to a specific church in a specific town, a specific ministry, at a specific time for a reason. And I really do believe um, ministry is a calling. And so wherever you are is on purpose. Um, and so when you can find where is your A game and really play into your strengths and um, instead of trying to mimic someone else's design or ministry, then I think the jealousy um, has a tendency to kind of dissipate because you're playing a different game you know uh maybe you're both doing ministry or doing junior high or doing high school or whatever it might be but um what is success for you is based on your strengths and the calling that god has given you so you know it's a little different um another thing for 2018 is i would just encourage everyone keeping the main thing the main thing and i think that's kind of a thread that we've been talking about since the beginning of this um episode but um there there is an infinite um there's infinite directions that you can go in ministry. You can, nobody's going to tell you to ever work less. Nobody's ever going to say, Oh, you're doing too much or, Oh no, you know, I don't think you should be doing this, that or the other. But I think what we need to remember is what is the main thing and hone all of our energy, um, around that. So, um, I've always seen the main thing as, people and families. And I always categorize that into my parents, my students, my leaders, and my coworkers, you know, having to play well in the sandbox with other staff members and things like that. And if all of my energy 
circles around making sure those main things are are well taken care of. Um, I feel like the fringe kind of falls into place. Um, when people are excited about your ministry, ministry is so easy. Well, why are they excited about my ministry? Because I take care of them. Well, why are people stoked to be here? Why are parents like talking to other parents about how great our ministry is? Well, because it makes your parents have everything they need whenever they need it. And I put them as a high, high priority. Why are students inviting their friends and are super excited to come every Tuesday night? Because we make students number one priority. So when we're making the main thing, the main thing, other things become easy. I don't have to say, everyone, you better invite your friends. Come on. Come on, parents. How come you're not, you know, engaging and supporting what we're doing? Because I've already let them know, hey, we're here to serve you. And when I serve people, then the people serve the ministry. And I don't even have to try. I don't have to beg. I don't have to plead. So no matter what I'm thinking program-wise, if I'm keeping main thing, main thing, my job will be easier you know, across the board. One of the things for me, and this was a, a while back, and and this may sound really dumb to everybody else, but in my mind, it was like this light bulb moment. You know, I, I felt like for a few years in ministry when I was early on, I always wanted to create really great, you know, programs and events and, and weekly things for for people. You know what I mean? And, and I would work really hard on the the practical, you know, of the ministry, and 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 I would feel that like feeling of frustration if if they didn't show up or they didn't like it or like you were talking about why why aren't they inviting their friends and all that kind of stuff. But I remember there was this like light bulb moment in my head of exactly what you were talking about, Kristen. Of hey, how do I care for these people? And when I put them first in my thought process, and then I said, okay, what does the program need to look like to best do that, mm. right? It was this very big light bulb moment of my head. It wasn't me creating something going, I really hope these people show up and getting frustrated when they don't, but me going, okay, here are the people that God's given me. What can we create that is most beneficial for them in their spiritual development, their personal development, those kind of things? And then when we started thinking that way and looking at it that way, all the other things begin to fall into place, yeah. right? Um, and, and I think that that's, that's it's huge to, to think about it and think about people that way and, 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 and not to forget even that like idea of – you know the glorification of the Lord, right? I think I think there's something big in in our our student ministry, and I, I think when we start going, hey, how do we serve people? I think we're also going to see the heart of God in there as well, right? That I mean, he he came to seek and save the lost, right? And he came not to be served, but to serve, and and, and so I think when we start to to tap into that and we start to go, okay, how do we create a ministry that serves the people, that point people to Jesus Christ? It becomes um, honoring to him, right? And it becomes fulfilling to us. And we're no longer creating something that's just empty. Um, man, I, I remember I read this Tozer book a while back that just rocked me. Um, and And this is an exact quote, but he was talking about this idea that if every service that we did, 
if the Holy Spirit didn't show up, it would be an utter disaster. Mm. And that always hit me, right? Because I, if we're going to be like super honest with ourselves, I think for I, I know for each one of us it, it, talking here today, and I think many, many of our listeners, if we're going to be honest that we've been around student ministry long enough, we can string together some games and some talks and some you know, videos. And I think students can walk out of the room going, oh yeah, that was really cool and all that kind of stuff. But but I think there's something to the idea of creating a service that we just say, if, if the Holy Spirit doesn't show up, it will be an utter disaster. And, and I think that there's something, um, there's something holy about that. Like, I don't know what other, um, word to use than that. Um, and, and I think that that's a calling for each of us as a minister of the gospel, right? That um, we're not just doing things on our own behalf, hoping that God does something with it, right? Uh, but but we're truly like listening to the Holy Spirit. We're following his direction and we're going, God, we, we need you here. Not, and not to like edify ourselves, but we need you here. And um, and I hope that for each of us, this idea of making the important things important for us in 2018, um, I think for, for many youth ministers, I, I know that myself in seasons and so many people that I've talked to, um, I think it's real easy to start to do student ministry or ministry in general um, apart from a vibrant, healthy relationship with Jesus Christ ourself. Mm. And and I think that that's something that we need to check and constantly check in our heart and ask ourselves, hey, where are we in 2018? Yeah, our student ministries pastor will ask us sometimes, if the Holy Spirit were to leave your ministry, how long would it take you to notice? Mm-hmm. And it's like, Ugh, you know, and he even says, you know, that's a pretty scary question because... um. He's like, all of you are so talented and all of you have such gifts. And he's like, when you first started, you relied so much. I remember, and I'm sure you guys too, when you were giving your first few talks or those first few events or those first few youth groups and you're like, God, please let this work, please. Oh my goodness. And then you do it for so long and you're like, I got this because now you rely on your talents, which you know, you could argue those are God given talents and you're resting in the peace of, you know, what he has equipped you to do. Absolutely. But there's also that side of we can get a little bit robotic in that, you know, we see, you know, what our pastor's always trying to remind us like, this is not a boys and girls club. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't a YMCA. This isn't some after school program. You know, this is the house of God. So what, what sets us apart? Where is our reliance? We're not program directors, even though it can feel like that a lot of times um, because we definitely need good programs. But um, what sets us apart? You know, and then that goes back to keeping the main thing, the main thing, you know, what did, what did Jesus say was the most important thing? What was the entire purpose of our life? Love God, love others. When we serve others, we're loving them and loving God. But where is that? Is that on the forefront of our mind? Does that infiltrate every goal that we have? Um, 
I don't know. I think that's a great, you know, magnet to, to run through the sand of our ministry is does this program love God and love others? Does this goal love God and love others? Does this, whatever we're setting our mind and our energies to, is it for the ultimate purpose of loving others? You know, I tell parents all the time, I said, I don't play games with your kids to fill time. Um, I do it to build a relationship and to do and to make memories and to let walls come down and so that they can hear the truth of the gospel because it changes the dynamic and, and the chemistry, you know? So even little things like our games and, and not that the games have to have a spiritual purpose. I'm not saying that, but is everything we're doing running through that grid of, is this loving God? Is this loving others? And how so? Because ultimately that's all we're called to really do just boils down to that. Here, here's my challenge for each and every one of us to continue to come back to this place at least once a week. My challenge for you in 2018 is this, to learn and to begin to pray like it's your very first sermon. Like like you said, like Kristen, when you mentioned that, like, man, that hit my heart like a, a ton of bricks. I, I think that that would be such a great challenge for each of us in 2018, that we would spend the same amount of like <laughs> fervor and effort of praying every single week before we take the stage to speak to students, we interact with students like it's our very first night. You know, I, I think there's probably a lot of youth ministers that are listening that you've been doing this for, you know, 10 plus years. And it's so easy to hit that cruise control and to run through things and and we get in just these little habits. Man, my, my encouragement is stop looking for shortcuts. Stop looking for the next easy um, and, and spend more time listening. Mm. And And I believe that it's that work that will make the largest impact. You want to become more efficient. You want to become better at what you do. Spend more time on your knees. There's there's no shortcut to that. And and so that's my hope and my prayer for, for each of our listeners. Well, there you go. There's a challenge for this new year. Don't start anything new. Let you be new to youth ministry in 2018. We'll see you back next week. Oh, there you go. Thanks for listening to episode 118 of Youth Ministry Booster. Again, check out the show notes below for the four things that we don't want you to do this year. These are the four things we want you to resolve to not do this year so you can have the best year ever this year. If you haven't had a chance to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, we'd love for you to do that. It means a lot to us. It's a huge boost for us, and we hope the podcast is a boost for you. Be like Brandon Shelton. He wrote this. Great stuff. My favorite thing about this podcast is it isn't just practical advice or structure or process reviews the discussions of the highs and lows of ministry really are incredibly relatable and honestly help a lot with the feelings of i'm clearly the only one making this mistake that so often come up in ministry listen now thanks zach Kristen, and chad no thank you brendan and we're glad the podcast has been an encouragement and an honest source of insight related to youth ministry and thanks to all of you for listening and we'll see you back next week